Jesus House, In Pursuit of God, Discovering Purpose, Maximizing Potential, Impacting Lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. God, as we come to the word, we ask, O Lord, for the following. We pray, O Lord, that you grant each person the spirit of wisdom. We pray that you grant each person revelation in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray, O Lord, that each person comes to know, Father Almighty God, that which you have made available to them through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray that as we go into the word, Father, that you change our lives forever. We worship you and we bless you. In Jesus' most holy name, amen and amen. And so ladies and gentlemen, this morning, what I'm going to do, and I'm going to run through a few things. I'm speaking on something that we have spoken about before but we're going to revisit it and it's the pattern of the new and there is a reason we are revisiting it this morning and the reason is as follows this ladies and gentlemen is our year of alignment now we've said that quite a few times but what you realize is when god aligns you to his purposes his will his grace and his plans you realize that the power to bring to pass that which god has planned becomes a part of your life and so we're going to look at what we refer to as the pattern of the new and if you are going to take notes um, i would encourage you to do so and so the first thing i would the first thing we want to realize about that is this Whenever the first statement I will make is this, the new is always about God. And I, what I want you to do, ladies and gentlemen, is kindly turn in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. And I'm going to be reading from verse 8. And this is what I want you to remember. Remember what I said, the new is always about God. And so when God asks you to align with him or he wants to present the new into your life remember he is the primary focus because it is his plans and his purposes that we have to align to but let me read to you from isaiah 55 verse 8 and it and i'm going to read down to verse 13 and the bible says the following i'm reading from the king james version of the bible for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are my ways saith the lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts for as the rain come cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Verse 12, for you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. 
and the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands verse 13 instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree and it shall be to the lord for a name and for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off ladies and gentlemen what i want you to realize and this effectively is our base text is this when god wants to introduce the new into your life remember he will speak his word into your heart now when the word of god arrives in your life it will start a pre-ordained process to bring to pass what god says so we realize ladies and gentlemen uh, for all of us as a church collectively and for as individuals we are standing on the edge of the new what i want you to realize is notice verse 13 when the new becomes a reality it is god that will get the glory and so when god turns your seasons and when god causes his plans and purposes to come to pass in your life the glory will go to him so it is in god's interest that what he says to you comes to pass are we together and so the first thing i wanted you to realize is the new is always about god it's always about him it's when he does that the second thing i want you to um, write down in your notes and i will go quite fast the second thing i want you to realize ladies and gentlemen the bible says uh, well i'm going to come to the bible in a moment god will always precede the new with revelation god will always precede the new with revelation what is revelation um, I, I know you may have heard it but let me define it Revelation is God making himself known to us, his plans or purposes, or the deeper hidden meanings in the word of God. Collectively, this is known as revelation knowledge. Notice, God said in Isaiah 55 verse 8, he said, my ways are not are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts in the very same way it's very difficult to explain to a toddler that you know what let's get home and you can have the toy that we just bought sometimes they freak out and ladies and gentlemen because it's very difficult for them to understand a weight in the very same way when god wants to present the new to you he will reveal himself to you one way or another and we see that in Isaiah 55. He said, the bridge between my well-laid, inarticulate plans and your experience will be my word. And it's going to be, that means I'm going to send my word to you. And it is not going to be, you know, I'm not going to tell you everything, but I'm going to tell you enough. And that word will kick it, cause a process to kick in so that you will then find yourself working towards the plans and purposes of the lord okay that's the second thing i wanted you to realize and so we realize it's really important about when we speak about revelation if you would like a reference and i'll give it to you and then i'm going to move on joshua chapter 1 verse 8 i want you to always remember please your bible study life that your life of study 
is really important. The Bible says this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night so that you may be able to observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. Why did I choose that verse? As you spend time in the word of God, God will reveal to you in pieces the things that you need to know so he can shape your life of miracles. Are we together? And so God will always proceed the new with revelation. He'll reveal himself to you. Number three, God will get the new done his way. Let me repeat that. God will get the new done his way. That means let's have a look at how God gets things done. Please turn in your Bibles. Actually, I don't need to turn anywhere. Stay in, in, stay in Isaiah 55 for the moment. The Bible says the following. The Bible says from verse 10. Let me use verse 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Pause. That means whenever God wants something to happen in your life, he will send his word to you. And that pattern does not change throughout scripture that means when god wants to cause something to happen he will send you his word now notice what the lord says about rain when it rains and it hits the earth whether the earth wants to or not a predetermined process whether that be of fertility or whether that be the process of um, where the cycle, the cycle of um, fertility kicks in, where the earth, it, whether it wants to or not, the predetermined process starts when it rains. Ladies and gentlemen, let me explain something to you. This is why I'm saying this. When God will always get the new done his way. That means he will send the word of God into your life. And it will initiate or it will cause to continue a predetermined process that will move you from where you are into where you are going. And God always does it this way. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4. And I'm going to one verse. And I'll explain the rest really simply. Jesus, in explaining the kingdom of God, starts his explanation to his disciples like this. Mark 4 verse 14. He said, the sower soweth the word. Meaneth, meaning, meaning when God wants a harvest, he will always sow the word and then jesus says that it's the it the results of that are dependent on the state of the heart into which the word is sown but god will always send his word into your life when he wants to bring 
a result. And so when he wants to bring the new into, the, into your life, when he wants to move you from one phase to another, he will send his word. And that was why at the, at the beginning of this particular sermon, I repeated what has been spoken over us as a church. And it is this. This is our year of alignment. And you see, when things come into alignment, the full weight of the ability of God is seen. But let me continue, although I would love to, to keep going. Let me go to the fourth thing. The fourth thing is this. The fourth thing about the new is that God will always work in tandem with man. It is God's desire and intention that when he wants to get things done, he will work in tandem with man. That's how he created the world. That's how he created you and I. And so, ladies and gentlemen, please turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans 8, verse 14. And this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let me take you to the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 2, and I'm going to read some very popular verses. Genesis 2, and I'm going to start in verse 18. The Lord has put the earth together, just to bring you up to speed. The Lord has he's put the earth together. He's put the man in the garden. That he's told the man that this is how I want you to function, that concerning this garden, I want you to take care of it, and I want you to keep and protect it. And then we come to verse 18. And the reason I want you to realize is, for the first time in scripture, the Lord says, something needs to be fixed. And so we'll pick up our narrative from Genesis 2 verse 18. Remember, the point we are presenting is that God will always work in tandem with man. And so this is the first time we see it. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him and out of the ground the lord god formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto adam to see what he would call them and whatsoever adam called every living creature that was the name thereof verse 20 and adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field but for adam there was not found a help and help meet for him. Let me pause there, ladies and gentlemen. Let me go back to verse. So the Lord says this is not good. And what does he do first? Notice when God notices something was not right. Notice what he did. He said. It is not good that man should be alone. I will make a help meet for him. And he said it and Adam heard him. Because we realize the next two verses explain that as they are naming all the animals and the creatures, the outcome is that there was no help meat found for Adam. So what was Adam doing? He was walking in simple faith. God said he will make a help meet for me. I'll know, what, I'll know it when it shows up. I, he doesn't know what's coming. But, listen carefully, 
Adam, the Lord brings animals, creatures, birds to Adam and he works a process. And so we realize, ladies and gentlemen, when God wants to work with you, he will say something in faith. And as you begin to return that to him, as you begin to process that into words, thoughts, and actions, God's plans and purposes begin to come to pass. But please stay with me for a moment. Verse 19 says the following. And out of the ground, God formed every beast of the field. We've got there. Every fowl of the air. We've got there. And brought them to Adam to see. Now, that's important. Many times we think God will tell us something and he's waiting for us to tell him what we think about it. So when God says, and, and I'm, I, when, I'll, I'll follow, when God says, marry this person. Or this is the person that this is where I want you to work or this is where I want you to live. Many times when we hear that, we think God is now waiting for us to come back and say, oh, but God, did you realize this particular town is 24 miles further away than this particular town? And therefore, it's going to cost me a little bit more in, in commuting. So you know what, God, let's, let's flip it around. Let's move somewhere else. That's not what God did in the garden. He wasn't waiting for Adam to come up with God. Well, you know what? What you've created, long neck, spots, four legs. You know what? Gee, let's work with giraffe. No, no, no. And God said, that's what I was thinking. No, no, no. That's not how God functions. The Bible says it was for Adam to see. That means when God starts the creation of a giraffe, he knows he's making a giraffe. He's named it. He's given it all the abilities that it needs to have. He then brings the creature to Adam. So Adam looks into God and says, God, what you've put in front of me is a giraffe. And because I have the right on earth to declare your will so it stands... I call this animal giraffe and God says, I'll back you up. So ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to realize, that really is how God wants to work in tandem with you for the new. The first thing he wants you to do, well, I'll come to that, but what he wants you to do is declare what he has shown you. Say it the way he said it. Believe it the way he's saying it. Remember, it's not your ability that's going to bring it to pass, but we'll come to that in a moment. Adam then says, this is a giraffe. God says, no problem, giraffe, and that was the name of it. I know this to be true because of the following. Come with me to verse 21. And the Bible says, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he what? A woman. And brought her unto the man. Pause. That means the man had said nothing. So God had already created, named, and given abilities to what he was bringing to Adam. Notice verse 23. Adam said, 
This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called what? Woman, which was already in the mind of God when he was creating the woman. Pause for a moment. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is how God wants to work with you for the new. He will show you something. He will say something. He will declare something to you. What he wants you to do is bring it back to him in what we call faith. And faith is simply you believing what God has said to be true. Are we together? So, that's how God and man will work in tandem. That's how God wants to work with you. So, let me go on to the next point. God will always, and the good thing, I've already explained it, when God presents the new to you, he will always expect you to respond in faith. When God presents the new to you, he will always expect you to respond in faith. Now, let's understand something. When God wants you to respond in faith, how did Adam respond to God when he brought the woman to him? Adam said. Adam said. Romans chapter 10 verse 10 explains what God expects from you when he presents you tomorrow. The Bible says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation meaning when god wants you to respond in faith he wants he's expecting to hear from you what words where you now say concerning yourself with the same confidence that God has said to you, this is what tomorrow will look like, your tomorrow will begin to line up with the word of God, the power and ability of the Lord, which is what we call alignment. So, point number one, two, three, four, five, is that God will always expect you to respond in belief. I'm going to pause here for a bit. Just a little bit, and then I will move on. Please turn in your Bibles to Psalms chapter 19, and I'm only going to read verse 14. Psalms 19, verse 14. And the Bible says the following, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The reason I said that is this. When God wants you to respond in faith, many times we can control what comes out of our mouth. So you come to church on a Sunday and you say, how are you? Um, well, how are you? And you say, I am blessed and highly favored. And we think you're wonderful. How's your week been? Fine. We know you're lying, but that's okay. And, but 
we think that because we control what comes out of our mouth, that's all there is. But the Bible says that there are two places that you speak. The Bible says, let the words of my mouth, one, audible, and the meditation of my heart, inaudible. Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand that you are created like your father. So I want to drive home the point that many times it's what you're saying on the inside that is causing the havoc that you're seeing on the outside. Turn with me, please, to Genesis chapter 8. And I'm going to go read to you from verse 20. And the Bible says, And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Verse 21. And the Lord smelled a sweet savour, um, a sweet savour, and the Lord said in his heart, notice where the Lord spoke, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. Verse 22. Now the Lord is still speaking where? In his heart. And the Bible says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. And it has stood from that day forward. And you, ladies and gentlemen, and you and I are made like our father. That means the things that we say audibly and the things that we say silently stand before God. God is always looking when he presents the new to you for a response of belief. Let me go to the last point. It's not the only point I have, but it's the last point for today. And it's this. The new will always produce results that have never been seen before. Ladies and gentlemen, as we speak about alignment and as we speak about um, you and I lining up our lives, I want you to understand something. When you walk into the new, it will produce results that have never been seen before. And so, if we run through, no, let's go to one verse of scripture. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Joshua, chapter 10. And I'm going to read from verse 12. And the Bible says the following. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible, and then I will wrap up. The Bible says, Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. Verse 13. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed 
until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasha? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. Verse 14. And there was no day like that before or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, I had a motive and there is the Lord has a motive for today and it's this. He is presenting to you a tomorrow that only he can bring to pass. And that is scaring the life out of many of us. The Lord is answering the prayers you have prayed for years. He's rewriting pieces of your history and your future. The only challenge is that he's presenting it at his level. That means the only way you and I can receive it is by faith. But hear me well, and I declare this to somebody really clearly, that if you choose to align yourself with what God is saying to you individually, you will see a tomorrow that has never been seen in anybody else's experience. The Lord is about to break the patterns and the limits. He's about to take you over. He's about to change things because through your response to him, he's about to change the world around you. And ladies and gentlemen, why did he send me here to tell you half of what I prepared? For one reason and one reason only. You cannot bring God's will to pass without him. And he wants you simply. And if you forget everything else I've said, please remember this. God's overall aim in presenting the new to you is that you trust him and God is infinitely trustworthy and so ladies and gentlemen I know this to be true for a very simple reason every miracle of salvation produces a life that nobody could have imagined could have existed in you and I. And so if you don't know the Lord Jesus, and I want to present this really simply, because it sits on everything I've just said. The Lord says, I've paid the price for all your mistakes, wherever you are in the world, whether you're here, Greenwich, whether you're online, whether you are listening to us by podcast or you're watching us on YouTube live or rewound, rewound. 
The Lord said, I've paid for everything you've done wrong. And I'm happy to make an exchange for you. I've already done it. I've already paid. So whether you accept it or not, it's too late. It's done. But for you to receive the benefits of it, I want you to do something for me. The Lord says, he says, if you will acknowledge that I am who I say I am and that this exchange is in place, the Bible says you are saved. Saved from harm, separated from a future that was always aimed to destroy us. I believe that over 35 years ago. And so I said what God said about me, that I believe that I am a sinner and I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. And I accept what you offer. I give you my life and everything I've done wrong and it was remarkable. And I accept the full and free pardon that you're offering. I woke up that morning a sinner bound for hell. I went to sleep that night a saint. And the last 35 years have been a life that nobody expected me to have except God and those he caused to pray for me. So ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are in the world, Jesus is asking the same thing of you. Let me present a tomorrow to you. Accept what I offer. Say the words and let the rest be me. And if you do pray that prayer, we want to come alongside you just to help you along point you in the right direction now that you've done that we can close in prayer and our prayer is as follows that father almighty God and I step into the audacity of faith and I ask you as if you've never said it before for every person under the sound of my voice Re-say, please repeat the new into their hearts. And Father, I ask that the process that kicks in when they believe you produces lives, nations, families, countries that nobody expected to see where they are. And to you, my Father, may it be a name, an acknowledgement of your honor and your glory forevermore. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And everybody said? And everybody said? Ladies and gentlemen, may God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday.